Hello, everyone. Today, we are joined with Kevin Johnson, the founder and CEO of Real Life Changes, LLC. He has got an amazing story about how he started all the way back into seventh grade, how he ended up in a life of crime, um, and his words became a felon. And then through the support of family and, and faith, he was able to transition and start a business that is extremely successful. So, Kevin, welcome. How you doing? <laughs> so, uh, I have to tell you, um, I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to celebrities. I've talked to, you know, very, very smart business people. Um, but very few have what I consider as an inspirational story as you have. Uh, and the reason for that, and the reason I say that is because there were times where you thought you were, that was it, you were done. You weren't yeah. going to live past certain points. Yeah. And you were able to get yourself out of those situations through the help of a community and family, yeah. and then end up owning and operating a business that is extremely successful, yes. that's growing, uh, and is doing fantastic. Um, so it, rather than me starting to tell your story, why don't you just start us off and, and tell us, I mean, how did you, first off, how did you end up starting in a, in a life of crime in seventh grade? Uh so the neighborhood I come from, there were several, you know, people in that neighborhood that were very, very well known in town. Um, they drove all the fancy cars. They wore the jewelry. They had the oh, clothes. Yeah. Um, I am the youngest of three. Mm -hmm. There's a span of about five or six years between my next sibling. Mm -hmm. So growing up, of course, they were pretty much doing their own thing. It, it, you know, we were, the age gap was so drastic. They, you know, really didn't have a lot of time for me. So most of my life on my time, I spent outside. Got it. So it, it was the guys in my neighborhood that became my, you know, guys that I looked up to. Okay. So that's kind of how it, it started. Um, I mean, did, did someone ask you to, you know, like run a drug order or something? Like what was that first, that first thing? I guess experience. Yeah, sort of, kind of. So it, it was a thing of, you know, in the neighborhood you had guys that you looked up to. They were, you know, a lot older than me, but those were the guys that I followed. Mm. So it, you know, just talking to them, it would be, well, hey, you know, let me know what you want to do. And at one point I decided, so around maybe, like I said, around the seventh grade, I started kind of, you know, playing around a little bit, just kind of getting familiar, just nothing serious, just, mm -hmm. but some change here. It's a little bit of change there. And uh, as time went on, going into high school, it got a little more serious and a little more focused and I started doing more things. Once I came out of high school was when it really, really went left. Okay. <laughs> um, like now, I said, what, now, what do you mean by left? Because when I went to high school, you know, uh, you know, smoking weed and stuff like that was like, you know, next level. So I, I imagine you're talking something different. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember ninth grade year that summer, I went out. I wanted to play. I was going to play football in high school. Okay. Um, practice all summer. And then the very first day of school, I remember saying to myself, yeah, well, I guess I'm not going out there today. I'm going, the street is calling me. So I'm, really? yeah, if I'm in school all day, I can't spend a whole lot of time on the football field. So I, here I go. And I never went back. I never played one game. I never practiced another day after that. Hmm. Because like I said, during a day, I, you know, I went to school. I always went to school. High school, 
simple. It was easy. It wasn't anything hard about it. So, and I, and I had a lot of fun in high school. <laughs> so I would, you know, go to school every day. But when it was time to leave, you I was gone. <laughs> yeah, I was gone. I, I had stuff to do. I had somewhere to be. And I was out of there. <laughs> so sports just came second to everything else. It just... This wasn't for me, so Got it. I don't know. Now, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you experienced some dangerous situations through all that. Oh, man, I have. Um, I remember I was probably about 16, maybe 17, somewhere in that ballpark. And I remember being at a house party and just dancing, you know, dancing with this girl. And somewhere along the line, I guess some couple guys there, they, they went and got, she had a boyfriend. Okay. Well... He's walking in the door, and I'm walking out of the door, and he puts a gun to my head. Hmm. And the only thing that saves me is that that gun jammed that day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he really intended to kill me right there. Wow. And like I said, the gun jammed. I was able to get out of there. And that was like one of (laughs) the many (laughs) stories that, you know, many things that took place, you know, as I was growing up. You know, we, a lot of just gunfights in the middle of the day you just stuff just happened you just saw that stuff it just it was normal Hmm. and it was in my neighborhood you would it was kind of a quiet neighborhood Hmm. so people would move I would always laugh people would move into the neighborhood and they'd say oh it's a nice neighborhood and you know it's real quiet and by the time the summertime came they were ready to get out of there because they somebody was I don't know, they might have found somebody on their steps did or something to that. Na- it just uh-huh. was crazy. but uh-huh. And you would never expect it in the neighborhood. It just, like I said, it's a lot of homeowners in the neighborhood. It was a really quiet neighborhood. It was a really mm. nice neighborhood. Mm. I moved in, I don't know, maybe sometime in the early 80s. I was probably seven when mm. we moved in that neighborhood. Gotcha. Now, I got to be honest. Uh, most people, if they have a gun to their head and it jams, mm-hmm. that's usually the moment they say, I'm, I'm getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the you, life. I say you stayed in it though, so there had to have been something you enjoyed about it. Uh, it was just. Or was at it that just time, habit? The, was it just habit? Uh, at that time, you're young, so you it, stuff like that you don't take as serious. As you get oh. older and mm-hmm. you pick up responsibilities, things like that tend to be a little more. You know, you look at it a little different than. But then I was young. I had no. It's just me. You know, no responsibilities for anything, mm-hmm. but myself, and it just. To me, that was just another day in my neighborhood. That was my life. Got so it. it, you know, it didn't make a difference to me one way or the other. It's just, you know. Got it. Yeah. Got kind of like a, you know, a contractor that works outside. Just say, hey, I'm going to get sunburned. Yeah, that's the way it. it is. That's part so of the job. That's part of the job. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So here you are. You're in high school. Um, you're you're now out of high school. You're you're going uh, into career. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, I would call it career development. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you? I, I assume you grew somehow uh, in in the lifestyle you were in. Yeah. How does that happen? So I, I met some people from different places and. After that, that kind of slingshotted me forward into, I don't know, I guess I kind of, <laughs> I got to be careful with that, but uh-huh. uh, I just, I met some people from okay. some different places and that kind of helped me. And like I said, you know, the neighborhood I came from, a lot of those guys in that neighborhood were some of the bigger guys in town. Mm. So that's what kind of really helped me. You know, my I was always most of them looked at me as a as a little brother, and I always had I guess what you would call good credit. Hmm. You know, I was you know I never really ever had to spend money. It, it was always kind of given to me, and 
And it was a thing of it, you know, they knew that I would be able to get rid of it and the money would be there. Hmm. So it, that's kind of what, and then it just, it got to a point where it was like, hey, well, see what you can do with this. Hmm. And then it would increase and it would increase until it got to a point where it was like, okay, wow, like. It sounds almost like any other job, you know, yeah. you, you had a mentor, um, they would give you more responsibility, <laughs> you would, you know, perform well, and then they'd give you more responsibility, yeah. almost like you're promoted through the ranks. Is yeah. that, I mean, is that, am I seeing that right? Yes, yeah, sort of, kind of. That's, that's pretty much how it, it took place. You know, I became uh, something different, you know, in town, you mm. know, knew more people and, you know, you kind of become very popular. <laughs> so I have to ask, was, was the money good? It was. It was. It really was. Um, you know, I've had times in my life where, you know, you know, sometimes things were bad. They were. You know, it just depended on what was going on. But when they were good, they were really good. Gotcha. You know, and I lived, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do a lot of things. The, you know, the only issue with a lot of that is, you know, you get caught in a situation where, you have more money than you can do stuff with. How because, so? Well, if I want to buy a house, I'm only good for what I can show on paper. Well, I don't show anything on paper. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at the time, you know, my wife always kept a job. I see. And, you know, everything that we were able to do was because of what she could show on paper. Hmm. You know, cars, that was something different. You could pay cash for cars, but... You know, different things, like I said, like a house that, that wasn't something that you could just, yeah. you know, you had to be able to show where that money came from. I couldn't show it. So. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So you said you had a wife that always kept a job. That meant yes. that through a lot of this, you were you were married, right? Um, I guess you would say married. Uh, we were together probably 14 years. Well, yeah, 14 years before we actually got married. Okay. And a lot of that was made. That was just a maturity thing. <laughs> got it. She had been ready. We we were playing house. Um, when we got together, I had two children, so she, you know, she raised my kids, and hmm. so yeah, we, you know, I guess we were married the yeah. entire time, just not on paper until 2010. Oh, okay. No, okay. 2012. Okay. Yeah. You know so, she's listening, so she. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah, get that 2012. right. 2012. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she she always stayed in my corner. She always pushed me to do more, and. The crazy thing about it is, like, I, I've been to school for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, in my spare time, I would go to school. Really? So, I, yeah, I, I've computer information systems. Hmm. Uh, I have a class A CDL. I've had it since I was 19. I've never used it. Uh, mortuary science. Hmm. I had a life and health um, license, property and casualty license, building construction. Like I said, you name it, I, I've <laughs> probably been to school <laughs> for it. Um I actually owned a bail bond. Uh, I want to say I opened in 2004. Hmm. It's called uh, One Call Bail Bond. And I did that because I actually had got in some trouble. And I said, geez, I'm sick of giving my money. I might as well open one of my own. And, and that's what I did. Um, and I did, actually did pretty well with it. Um, I was surprised. One year, I actually took that year off and just focused on the bail bond. Just to see if I see could. See if it was viable. Yeah. And and it, it did okay. You know, I, it was okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, what I was used to. And of course. Yeah. So so what happened that sparked this transition? Um, 
I got a phone call one day from a friend, and he said, hey, this company that I work for has a job that would be perfect for you. And I said, I'm not looking for a job. He said, sure, yeah. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> he said, well, if they'll meet with you today, will you come see them? I said, sure. I mean, I, you know. I said, it doesn't matter. I said, I have on basketball shorts and a white T-shirt. He said, it doesn't matter. So I met this guy. I met him at a, an apartment complex. They were doing uh, some work there mm-hmm. that day. And they did uh, multifamily renovations. It was a company. They did a lot of work up and down the east and west coast. Okay. Um, at the time, the guy that I met with, he was probably like the number three guy in the company. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a black guy, and he was, he was actually from California. And he was a he was a he was a street guy. Okay. So you know our conversation we we hit it off like right away. Um, normally, when they hired people to the company, they sent them to a temp agency first, which his cousin actually owned. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, "Man, he said I like you." He said, "I you know I just I want to hire you straight to the company." I said, "Well, that's that sounds good, but I just I haven't said I want a job yet." <laughs> so he he said to me, you know. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to pay you. And he, you know, he offered me six figures to do the job. And I said. Now, I just out of curiosity, was that high low, or low? Okay. Low six. And no, I, I mean, said, compared to what you were used to. Is that uh, low? Yeah, low. Oh. <laughs> but, and I said to him, I said, well, you're going to pay me that to do what I do every day. Tell people what to do. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> yeah. So, so I said, okay. It was a management position then. Yeah. So he, he hired me as a, as a project manager. Um, this was a Tuesday. Hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, I remember everything within this situation. And it, this was a Tuesday. And I told him, I said, Sunday, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm taking the family on a cruise to the Bahamas. We, I'll be gone a week. I said, when I get back, I'll be ready. He said, well, that, that's fine. He said, it's going to take me a couple of weeks. He said, I'm going to, you know, push everything forward because I, I really need you here soon. But it'll, it'll take me a couple of weeks to get everything done. Um, so I left that Sunday, came back the following Sunday. A couple days after that, I got a phone call early in the morning and something had went, something had happened. And I was like, wow, you got to believe me. And, you know, people that I'm, you know, relatively close to and like the last 15 or maybe 20 years I have been watching this happen like over and over again. I said, man, oh my gosh, I said, Something, something has to give. So, need a lifestyle change. Yeah. So September 6, 2016 was my first day on the job as a project manager. Um, they stuck me in a apartment complex out here in Owens Mills. And from that point, I just, I went on, I started working and from about 2016, to 2020 is I stayed the beginning of 2020 I stayed with that company um 2018 I got introduced to what I do now which is called PRP psychiatric rehabilitation program okay and I started out as a subcontractor for a company and it I was doing that and running up and down at the time I was doing a project in Virginia Beach and one in New York (laughs) <laughs> so I was running up and down 95. So I really didn't have a lot of time to spend dealing with it. And then when I would come in town, I was trying to deal with the family. So I remember just saying, like, I, I can't do this. And 
like I said, a good friend of mine, he's, we like family. He, and he kept saying, yes, you can. He says, it's no different than what you did for years. You, you coach sports. It's the same thing. Just now you're going to get paid for it. I said, I don't know, man. I just, it just didn't you. seem like, yeah, it just didn't seem like it, it was going to work for me. So right around 2019, uh, I ended up meeting uh, this doctor. Hmm. And we kind of formed a partnership where he had these clinics that he need counselors in. He allowed me to put counselors in his clinics. And at the time, like I said, I was still, you know, doing a subcontractor thing. And I was only in one clinic at the mm -hmm. time. Um, as we got to kind of know each other, he, you know, he opened up to the fact that he had other clinics. And so, you know, of course I... Can I, you know, he said, well, if you want to put them in, sure, you know. So I think I put counselors in maybe two other clinics at the time. Right around 2020 is when I decided that I was ready to come out on my own. Break out, branch out. Yeah, you know, a few things had happened, and, you know, I just, I just decided that this was the time to do it. Uh, a friend of mine in the, in the building that I'm in upstairs does the same exact thing I'm doing. Hmm. Uh, he said, hey, you know, there's, there's some room in the building that I'm in. And he introduced me to Mike and, and Tony, and mm. uh, they sent me a lease. Hmm. So I, I leased, like, two suites in that building, and I started the process. It took me 11 months to get the doors up and, and get running. the company up, up and running. And say July 1 of last year mm. was my official day open and from there it's just been amazing so like I said in. yeah I spent 11 months trying to get everything up and running and I, maybe two months into it I had made all the money back that I spent the company was already it was excellent. profitable yeah excellent um, so it sounds like there's a lot of parallels honestly yeah. in in uh, I'll say management <laughs> between yeah. what you did in your previous life and what you're doing now. Yeah. And uh, you probably didn't expect that, did you? No, honestly, I, I didn't expect to be where I'm at at all. Like I told you, I, I never thought that I would ever be anything but somebody that was in the street. You know, mm -hmm. I was a felon. Last year, I was able to clean that record up, <laughs> um, which I never thought... <sighs> What happened, I found out in 2017, they changed the law. If you had a uh, felony conviction with, um, it was a possession with intent to distribute, mm -hmm. you could get it expunged. Prior to that, you had to have an, um, a governor's pardon. Uh -huh. So I was able to get it expunged. I, you know, I did all the paperwork and dropped everything off at the courthouse. And the letter came in the mail that it had been approved and, you know, it, that for me was a moment that was like, wow, like it's, <laughs> I had to kind of sit back and, you know, maybe take a breath and kind of take it because I never thought that I would ever be anything other than that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what I felt like that was the cause that I was dealt and that's just how I was going to live. Well, I was able to <laughs> get a permit to carry, which, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Life is just a lot it's different. different. It's different. My stress level is, is different. I wake up every day and it's like, you know, I'm not, you know, you're not worried about anything. I'm not worried about whether, you know, someone's going to come for me. Like, you know, I've been with 
you know, they tried to kidnap me before, and I've been through, I've been through a few things. <laughs> so, you know, you know some, just some, not worrying about that is just a, it's, it's that's a lot a of weight off yeah, your shoulders. Yeah, it really is. Well, and something, and, and this, I know we're running out of time, so this will be my last question, okay. but you literally changed the entire trajectory of not only yourself, but also your family. And yes. what does it mean to you to be able to look your wife and your kids in the eye and say that we can do this and we can do it in a way that I didn't think possible, you know, 10 years ago? It, it means everything to me. You know, actually, uh, two of my children actually work for me. Hmm. I have nieces, nephews, my brother. Um, I was able to have my wife leave her job, hmm. which is something for me was a major accomplishment. You know, in one hand, I'm kind of an old-fashioned guy. In the other hand, I'm not. I believe in, you know, being a provider. I believe in being a protector. And in my eyes, is the stress of taking care of the family, the bills. That should be my worry and not hers. Mm. I love the fact that she's able to be home and, you know, if housewife is what you want to be or, she, you know, she jumped into real estate. And, mm. you know, if that's what you want to do, it's fine. But it's something that you want to do. It's not something that you have to do. And that means everything to me. You know, my children, are, you know, I'm home. Hmm. They're not worried about whether, you know, I'm going to go to jail today or not or, or if even, I'm even going to make home. it home. Yeah. You know, that, that worry is gone. So it, that means everything to me. Hmm. So, you know, like I said, we are very, very tight-knit family. We do everything together. We vacation together. You know, my older children, I have two that's still, you know, in a home and the other ones aren't, but... They're there all the time, and we just, you know, it's just, it's everything to me. Yeah. I get this, my grandkids, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's inspirational, man. Like I said, from the streets, you know, uh, almost murdered, uh, tried to be kidnapped, yeah. a lot of different things to yeah. having a successful business with an entrepreneurial attitude. Um, I, I really appreciate you joining. So everyone. Thank you so much. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. And Kevin, it's great to see you. As always. And thanks for having me.